0: the music. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Behind the Goal podcast. I'm here, and I'm joined by Harry. Hello. How and, are you? Um,
1: I'm,
0: good, I'm good. I'm good. Good. And this week we've not had much football, so it's been a very boring week. But we've had some yeah. international football, which I'm sure we all love.
2: There's been a lot of uh, football, actually. It's just I didn't really care about almost any of it. Yeah. Um, a couple of England games. Uh, I, I... Nothing nothing happened, really. Drew to Ukraine. Beat Scotland in a friendly. Well,
0: yeah. I, yeah. My... Um care for England went after the Euro finals and the aftermath of that. I do, I I am going to try and get back into them for the Euros because I feel like I missed out in the World Cup but I just I couldn't like get into the mindset of like oh we're going to win because like the team's just so he clearly has favourites you know what I mean
2: Well yeah I I was considering watching the uh, England-Ukraine game and then I saw the starting line-up and saw Harry Maguire and Jordan Henderson in it and thought, nah, nah, uh, it's, not, it's not worth it.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. to do with my time. I don't know how them two are in there. I don't know how Calvin Phillips is still getting selected. And even then he makes some questionable uh, tactical choices like Bellingham was on the wing. And uh,
2: Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's very confusing the fact that Henderson and Maguire are even in the squad, let alone part of the uh, first choice eleven, by the seams of it, um, I just cannot get my head around it. I mean, ha- Harry Maguire has played twenty minutes as an emergency substitution for his club all season, and is a shoe in for England. It-, it doesn't make any sense. I actually kind of feel bad for Harry Maguire because he's now been, you know, shoved into the limelight. When everyone is ready to jump down his throat, yeah, it's kind of I, it doesn't seem in his best interest to play for England at the moment
0: from a united perspective, I feel like the the general well, I think everyone knows that he's not like he's not well he's not hated he's just become kind of meme, so I feel bad for him in that sense, but He doesn't help himself, and I was thinking about this um, the other day, because it was on in the car, they were talking about Maguire and stuff. That that was talk sport, which I don't know why it was on in the car, I don't like talk sport. They were just talking about him. I I cast my mind back to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's last game, where Solskjaer, throughout this whole period, fair enough he spent £80 on him, but he defended him. He never dropped him. If he had a bad game, he always played him. And fair enough, Harry Maguire was mostly decent for uh, a large majority of Solskjaer's reign. But in his last game, he was the captain. He got a silly red card. And he, he, uh, a bit that pissed me off more, more than any. He threw the captain's armband on the floor. And that, for me, just kind of symbolises what kind of person he is. He doesn't really help himself. You know what I mean? In the In this, like... In the media, you know you've got media training. He doesn't help himself in that. He, he's kind of he kind of seems, and I'm not trying to like take the pissy. He seems big headed. Do you know what I mean? They do say that about him. He does, <laughs> yeah,
2: he does, in, in, so he's got a fucking big head.
0: Personality wise and ph- physically, he's got a big head. Like, and then the West Ham transfer this year. Okay, I don't know whose fault that is, but. It's like he doesn't help himself at all. You know what I mean? He comes out, he thinks, oh, I'm the man. He tries to fucking beat the shit out of the opponents whenever they come near him or try and run past him. And he just, I I don't know. I I liked Harry Maguire up until he started being a bit petulant. I thought he was, for the first 18 months at United, well, no, not even 18 months, the first two seasons, he was a good centre-back. And we missed him when we lost the Europa League final. We missed him.
2: Yeah, it, it's just, it's very confusing. Uh, you yeah, know, when you've got a player who isn't in favour at their club, but is massively in favour for their country, it feels mm-hmm. the wrong way round. Yeah. You know, I, I thought that the England team's meant to play on merit. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of an international team is you pick the best players, you know, on form and... M- reward them for uh, good performances for their clubs. Harry Maguire is not playing for his club, and he continues to get... Jordan Henderson's gone to Qatar, or not Qatar, he went to Saudi Arabia, he went to Qatar for the World Cup, he went to Saudi Arabia. Now, it is very confusing. I mean, what? Tamori struggled to get into the England squad for years because he plays in Italy.
0: Exactly. It makes no sense. It's not consistent. What do you think in terms of Southgate's position as manager? Then, do you think he's do? Do you think he's done a good job so far, first of all?
2: Yeah, I think it's hard to say he hasn't. He's he's the most successful England manager since Alf Ramsey, um, mm. in terms of what he's achieved as England manager, and um, yeah, I think he has done a good job. But I think that there is probably a good argument that England's aspirations and the quality of the squad has meant that the job has kind of outgrown Gareth Southgate now. Um, mm. Because I personally find it very frustrating when I see the players that we have available. This should be the most exciting England team in exactly. a generation. And every time I see the starting lineup, I collapse out of boredom before the game has even started. And it's really, 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 really frustrating as an England fan. In 2023, to see Jordan Henderson and Harry Maguire starting games.
0: If if you look at England's front six, what I would say England's best front six is, if I was to be the manager, I'd put it down as Rice, Bellingham, Foden, Rashford, and Saka on the wings, and Harry came up front. I think you'll find not even in Europe, in the world, I think you'll it will be hard to rival that as a as a front six, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah, of course it would. We've got some of the most exciting attacking players in world football. And for some reason, we're reluctant to put them on the pitch at the same time. I mean, particularly, I, I mean, I'm a bit, I was a bit cynical about when I heard Southgate's comments about Foden not playing in midfield, Man City, meaning he can't play there for England. Uh, yeah, there are loads of players who play in different positions for England than they play for their clubs. I mm. um, Mason Mount, whenever he plays for England, plays in a different position to where he played for Chelsea. For Kyle Walker tends to Kyle Walker Luke Kieran Shaw, Trippier has yeah. played at a uh, left back for England. And so and he uses the, the argument that Ben White can't play centre back for England because he doesn't play it for his club. I mean the fact Ben White can't even get a look in at the moment to the England squad he must he must have had a falling out with someone. Yeah, he fell it doesn't with make
0: any sense. The assistant manager but I don't know if he's just being
2: completely shunned from the squad. It makes no sense when, you know, given some of the players that do get into the England squad, that Ben White is apparently... I mean, Southgate said recently that he's behind multiple players in the pecking order. But I I just don't see how that's possible. Like what Mm. what Harry Maguire possibly could have done to merit a place over Ben White, beyond Gareth Southgate viewing Ben White purely as a right-back, which I think miss the point of what Ben White does at Arsenal and also misses the value of versatility.
0: Well, if you look at Ben White and you look at the way he plays for Arsenal, you'd think, he's, you'd think he'd be nailed on for England in the terms he can play in a back four and then come into a back three. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so we, from watching Southgate in competitions, you know, we switch between back fours and back threes consistently and, you know. Kyle Walker's not getting any younger, and Kieran Trippy is not getting any younger. So he's going to have to replace these players soon when it gets to the big games. Obviously, there's been a lot of controversy about him not using um, Trent Alexander Arnold a lot mainly because yeah. of defensive duties. But if you were to play Trent Alexander right wing back, I don't see what the issue would be.
2: Also, I mean Ben White is very good on the ball, and it's obvious yeah. Southgate likes him because he took him to the Euros when no one had even anticipated him being selected.
1: Hmm.
2: So I I don't know what's happened there. He must have had a falling out because that's the only rational explanation for not picking him. Yeah, and I even then, I think it backs up the allegations of favouritism.
0: Hmm. Yeah, definitely. There are some uh, baffling selections in that squad. But anyway, moving on to the return of Premier League football this weekend. We've picked out some yes. exciting fixtures to preview. And speaking of Jordan Henderson, his former club take on Wolves at the Molyneux this Saturday at 12.30. Who have you
2: got winning is it, that game? Is it, is it Molyneux or B. Molyneux? That's
0: a good question. I, I think I've
2: sure, both. I'm not sure, though.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure anyone respects Wolves enough to really know. Sorry, Martin. On the
2: Premier League app, it says Molyneux Stadium. Oh, okay. I don't know. I've heard okay. it called the Molyneux before, but I don't know yeah. if that was because people forcing it. I respect you know. the fact they've got a name, but it hasn't been taken over by a brand yet. It's true. Most old stadiums haven't been, uh, yeah. haven't sold the sponsorship, the, the heard, naming rights for sponsorships. I've not heard good things
0: about Walsall
2: Stadium, though. Apparently, the uh, away section is very bad. Yeah, because it's the. Whole lower tier of that stand by the, of, by the side of the pitch, so it's really long mm. and stretched out. So that one end of the away, it's it's sort of it's, it's about it looks about maybe fifteen rows at most deep, and an entire stand's width apart.
0: It it doesn't feel right seeing away fans on the halfway line.
2: Yeah, so you know you've got one end of the away end at one corner flag. And the other end is all the way down the other end of the pitch. It's also quite funny because they have a row of private boxes behind yeah. <laughs> the away end. Yeah, I've seen a few clips come out of that. It seems like an unbelievably stupid place to put, you know, your sort of premium corporate hospitality right in the away end. But who do you think has got the best positioned away end in the Premier League? Annoyingly, Arsenal. It's annoying. I don't like where yeah. it is because it's right as I mean, I mean, as a neutral, I'd like it. But it annoys me the way when teams score in front of the away end at the Emirates, the celebrations always look amazing. Mm-hmm. It's right, perfect for the camera to catch all of it. Um, I, it was one of the big reliefs that that, that Garnacho goal got disallowed because uh, it, it, it's, it's sickening enough to lose a game in that way. But when you have to get the replays of the away fans celebrating with such mm. a good angle of it. I don't like that. But I think, yeah, yeah I think also, Tottenham have a good positioned away and it's pretty similar yeah. to the Emirates, right in the corner opposite the TV cameras. The worst think, is obviously Newcastle.
0: I don't want to talk can, about Newcastle. I, yeah.
2: I, I can talk about it from experience. We've, we've both oh, I, been there, haven't we, yeah. What, was, what happened when you went? Oh, I, I've, I don't want to talk about it. I had a bad experience there. as yeah, well. Yeah,
0: so. we but yeah no. When I went, I spent all my money that I had to get there, and for the ticket, and we lost one nil, and Matty Longstaff scored in his baby.
2: Oh, was that in twenty
0: nineteen?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. i never been the I, same after that day. I when I went, I went in February two thousand
0: and eleven. Uh, <laughs> I know. I know what's coming.
2: <laughs> yeah, the first half was brilliant. We were 1 0 up after about 40 seconds, 2 0 up after three minutes, 3 0 up after 10 minutes, 4 0 up after half an hour. It was great. My first ever away game in the back row at Newcastle, a million miles away from the pitch. It was half time, we were 4 0 up. We had to check who the goal scorers were on the BBC Sport app at half time because we couldn't see the shirt numbers. And um, uh, then, then the second half came. And uh, Abu Diarbe got sent off for uh, grabbing Joey Barton by the neck and shoving his face into the ground. And, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then one of the uh, most horrifically traumatic capitulations of all time commenced. Newcastle got two penalties they shouldn't have got, but ended 4-4. Uh, check, Tioté, Worldie in the last, I think it was the 87th minute. Yeah. That was a that was a that was a tough day for seven year old Harry. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. we them. we met. <laughs> They're the ones that um, form you as a football fan. I also saw on Twitter today. Um, you don't know how you said when you went to Everton, you lost three nil. I saw a clip of that game. That oh yeah, is, that seemed like a traumatic experience from the goals that they scored.
2: Stephen Naismith.
0: Yeah, the the Lukaku goal was brilliant though.
2: Yeah, I, I've kind of, it's one of those things I've like kind of semi-blocked it out of my memory. I can remember there were a few pretty bad performances in there from Arsenal players. I remember Giroud having a bad game away fans were not happy with Giroud when he got substituted. I can remember that. that. That stuck in my mind. One of the only times I've ever seen a, 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 an Arsenal player booed off by Arsenal fans. It was felt a bit harsh, to be fair. It was a bit scapegoated. At that point in time, I think Everton... Had top four in their own hands after that game, and then they uh, luckily slipped up. That was a weird <coughs> season. We went from being in the title race to nearly finishing outside the top four within about two months. But um,
0: we were right in the end. I missed that period of Arsenal, where uh, everything was just going up shit creek
2: whenever you lost a game, and like AFTV started to spawn. That out was nowhere. their that was their breakthrough season, 2013-14. At least that was the I because I I remember they started in the season before and. The first little proper viral rant they had was the first game of the season in 2013-14, where we lost at home to Aston Villa. And there's a I very famous that. Hudson interview outside the Emirates, where he's uh, shouting a lot about Wenger and Gazidis and the board. Uh, my, yeah,
0: my favourite Arsenal fun TV has to be either when you um. You lost five one to Bayern at the Emirates. That was brilliant. However, you were there's this game where it was like you lost loads in a row, and you were thinking surely Arsenal can't lose again, and you lost. I think it was against West Brom.
2: We 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 we. That was a tough period.
0: You <laughs> <laughs> look so. Going to,
2: going to school after that Bayern Munich game was rough. Really, really rough. It was. That was a really hard time. Yeah, I think we lost at home to Watford around this, a similar period. Uh, it, was, there were a few, it was a very, we had a very bad period of that. So that was a season where we were, we were like top of the league in December and just completely collapsed after January. I think we were second at the end of January and then ended up finishing fifth. I think we're still, we still have that season, 2016-17 Arsenal, got the most points of any team that's ever finished outside of the top four. Really, seventy-five, seventy-five points, and finished a point below Liverpool. Wow. Okay. Which, you're on the, which is you won the, the FA Cup though, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we stopped Chelsea winning the double, so that was that was a positive. But, yeah. yeah.
0: Anyway, um, Wolves Liverpool. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Eddie forgot. Um, Wolves Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool should win. The. Uh,
0: probably i don't i don't know um i'm trying to think remember who both are um, they saw that matthias nunez didn't they? he went on like strike
2: yeah and, uh... i mean i get most of my wolves information from what martin tweets um and retweets
0: <laughs> um, that's the most relatable thing you ever said on this podcast and um <laughs> Why did Oh, I, a serious question though. Why does so much of this stuff
2: come up on your feed? Because he, he, he <laughs> quote tweets things all the time. And, and yeah, everything
0: and I rejects. see on my Twitter is like wolves. Like
2: I haven't checked, but I'm 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 kind of half suspecting that I only get a small fraction of what he actually tweets. <laughs> I, it's just there's so much of it that that yeah. I it's, I kind of passively consume wolves' content. You know, sometimes I just get r- random notifications from Twitter. About some wolves page, I was like, "Why? I don't care. When have I ever shown any, any sign that I do care? Why does the algorithm think I want to see wolves transfer news?" But um, uh, anyway, uh, Martin has kept me informed, and I don't think he's very happy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I I don't I spoke like to him about wolves for a bit, but I don't know. Did they, they won a game, didn't they?
2: Yeah. Yeah, Guess they who they beat? Yes, Everton. Yes, the Everton. Yes. Everton. Yeah, everyone has beaten Everton. It makes me more scared in a way.
0: Yeah, I think I think Liverpool will win. I'm interested to see what Birch can do.
2: Oh, yeah. is that like Liverpool signed him?
0: Yeah, yeah. Where does he play again? Uh, just in mid. Well, he's a midfielder, but I don't know what part of the midfield he's playing. That's the kind of debate around him.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I knew he was in midfield, I just can't remember. I've not really seen him play much. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how, he, how much he improves them, if he does, um, if he'll start. Will he start? Um,
0: I don't know. I'd like to see how he does, just so we can really assess how much depth Liverpool have to the midfield.
2: Yeah, I mean the last game they started with Boswell, McAllister, and Curtis Jones. So not 100% sure where he'll start in because I don't um haven't watched him much before. But,
0: um, but yeah, yeah, uh, I think Liverpool will win. They should win. Yeah, and then we have we'll got last Crystal Palace last time. So oh yeah, yeah, I watched a bit of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we've got um West Ham versus City, which is probably the game of the week. At three o'clock, though, so you won't be watching it.
2: Yeah, so a top of the table clash between the team that I believe currently second in the table against the team who are top. Is that oh, right? Yeah. No, sorry. They're joint second, they're fourth. They're below top in the <clears> number <throat> four goal difference, above Arsenal on goal difference. They, they could go top of the league in theory. They
0: mm, yeah, they could. I,
2: is, I it th- time, is it time to admit that West Ham are title challenges this season?
0: We'll give it a few more weeks. Only a few. We'll give it a few more weeks, and we'll see how they do this this weekend. But I don't, I don't know. City have a lot of players that have played in the international break, so that could come into factor. But West Ham have a lot of um players from like Brazil now and Mexico and countries, countries like this, Ghana. You've seen that West Ham fan who went to Ghana to watch Mohamed Kudus play.
2: Yeah, who didn't see that? It's a, one of those, uh, one of those sorts of videos. Football Twitter absolutely laps up. Fair mm. play to this West Ham fan.
0: Well, I think City were too much to contend with for West Ham. I can't see City losing in the foreseeable future. I know they play Arsenal relatively soon. Maybe yes. that's the best opportunity. They go to Old Trafford in October as well, but who knows what happens at that stadium anymore.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, West Ham have had a good start to the season. They look look pretty strong defensively. They've been good. I mean, Brighton, they absolutely mastered absorbing pressure and hitting on the counter approach. Yeah, I mean, even against Chelsea, they had to absorb a lot of pressure and ended up winning the game anyway, so... I reckon they have, I mean, especially as they're at home, I think. Right? Yeah,
0: they, yeah. So, most of them.
2: So, So, oh, yeah, I think I, I'd i give them, I mean, Sheffield United very nearly nicked a draw out of Man City. That's West true. West Ham playing well. They've, they've got it in them to get something. But, yeah, man, it's another game Man City should win and probably mm-hmm. will. It's hard. No one's really worked out a way to reliably stop Erling Haaland. So, it will yeah. be. And I, I think he did. I don't. I'm not sure he did play over, over the international break.
0: Did he not? Oh, okay.
2: Him and Jack Grealish both pulled out with uh,
0: injuries,
2: right. inverted. Uh, cuts. So um, the yeah. Game. Okay. They'll be um absolutely fine. I'm sure.
0: Moving on to a club also in Manchester that do actually have a lot of injuries. We've got Manchester United against Brighton,
2: Old Trafford. Yeah. What What do you make for that one, Harry? Oh, I, I'm. It's a hard one to call, but one thing is for sure: Anthony won't score.
0: Yeah, he's yeah, he's not in the country. No, he will not be playing. Even if he uh, did play, there's a good chance he
2: wouldn't score as well. He, but... wouldn't, he wouldn't score anyway. I mean, even if I, there's not, nothing has happened over the international break that was. I was planning on saying that anyway. I wanted, I just wanted to say Anthony's not going to score, but it's, it just doesn't seem like a good prediction anymore because it's a given. Can't even bet on it now. At least he used to be able to bet on it. Now he can't. Yeah. Uh, So, Man United's attack is a bit. Who are you going to play there now? Uh, I
0: I hope we play Palestry there. Why not? I think he'll probably play Bruno there. And then we'll put another midfielder in, especially because our next two games are Brighton and Bayern Munich. That's tough
2: those are two of the best teams beginning with B's other than Barcelona who, who are one that they're probably they're definitely in the top three Barcelona of teams that begin with B That's
1: Brighton good, are up
2: there now though. Brighton are very good good start. A, it's a good stat I yeah I know my alphabet and I know my football but Brighton are, 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 are good they look good this season I had a bit of a slip up against West Ham a few weeks ago but they bounced back well, and um, they beat Man United at Old Trafford last season, and the Amex. So they've got a good record in this fixture in recent years. It'll be a tough one, for United. I think their recent form. And your prediction is? Uh, I can see it being pretty similar to last season, like mm. two-one Brighton. I think I don't know. I maybe a draw if United show up. I don't know, there's, there's something very off with Man United at the moment. The vibes don't seem right and Tell me about it. Brighton are the opposite of that in lots of ways. I think they are at the peak of their club's entire existence at the moment. Mm. And uh, I think they're coming into this with a lot of momentum and a lot of optimism and United definitely aren't. And I can see Brighton winning. But what do you think as a United fan?
0: Um, the more I think about my club right now, like, the sadder I get, so I don't tend to think about it a lot right now, Yeah, it's pretty dark times for a million and one reasons, but I think I'll go with a draw, because we're very inconsistent slash mildly shit, and (laughs) um, Brighton are a good team, but I think maybe... You know, there's an angry Old Trafford crowd now. So, that can go one or two ways. Either we win or we lose 5-0. So, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I'll go for a draw.
2: I'll go for a 0-0,
0: because
2: why not? Bring some normality
0: yeah, I, back in the world.
2: I will be more surprised by a 0-0 than probably any other result. Yeah. I, I can't see a
0: 0-0. You can't I mean, really You can't really predict United right now. Every time I wake up, I'm scared to see what I'll find out.
2: Yeah, I I, I think... The the hard thing for Man United going into this game is that United haven't really played well in in any game yet. Even the ones United won, they weren't necessarily the best performances. No. And if Brighton play at their best, it, we we haven't really seen enough from Man United to feel confident that they can match Brighton if they're at their best. Yeah, Which is definitely. a bizarre sentence to say when you think about it. I was um, saying
0: that 10 years ago. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
2: How have we come to this?
0: Football is a mysterious game, that's for sure. It's very yeah. cyclical and unpredictable, and especially at Old Trafford, you can't predict football. The only it, thing
2: I think United really do have going for them is they haven't lost at Old Trafford since Brighton beat them last season. So, we maybe lost, that home record.
0: We lost against... Real Sociedad, which is very close to you right now. Oh yeah, at Old Trafford when the Queen died.
2: That that was not in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah,
0: we don't tend to lose at Old Trafford much in the Premier League.
2: You have Real Sociedad. That was in the competition that we do not speak of.
0: Yeah, that's Um, this podcast. Never mention that until United eventually go back down into it.
2: That competition shall not be named for no intent nor purpose.
0: Ah, right, but anyway, moving on later on Saturday, we've got a bit of an interesting fixture. We've got Newcastle at St. James's Park the weekend before their first trip into Europe against Brentford. What do you make of this one? It's a bit of a weird one to predict as well.
2: St. James's Park, fresh from hosting the Saudi Arabian national team during the international break. Nothing, we'll
0: be, dodgy, nothing dodgy going on there.
2: No, we'll, we'll be <laughs> welcoming. <laughs> we'll be welcoming their, uh, their sponsor club in England, Newcastle, um, mm. back to their stadium, their own stadium against Brentford. Um, so that will be interesting. I, I don't know. It will it be interesting. Newcastle uh, will probably win.
0: It's two uh, expansive teams. You know, I don't yeah. think, I don't think you can completely write Brentford off. I think this time
2: no, I wouldn't write it. I wouldn't write off. Okay. Yeah. Off.
0: Uh, how many points are on? Seven, I
2: think? It's true, actually. I think Brentford are actually above Newcastle. They yeah. are. They're six points for Brentford, four for yeah. New, three for Newcastle. So, yeah. Newcastle but, need a
0: hmm.
2: Brentford could, Brentford a draw would be good in this space.
0: Yeah, I think. I'm going to go with a Newcastle win, but I think it will be a good game. I think you'll probably get more entertainment out of this game than you would any others this weekend.
2: I think a narrow Newcastle win, I could see. A 1-0, a
0: 2-1. Yeah. Or, like, a yeah. Maybe something like a 3-1, something
2: like that. But, like, not like a 3-1 where they blow them away. I think with a with a home crowd behind them, they need a win. Fresh back from the international break. I, I think they should have enough to beat Brentford. Because... I mean, they've not had a great start to the season, but they've had hard games. And I think mm. they need they to win to get some momentum going again. So I see Newcastle winning that.
0: And then on Sunday, it's the one that we, the club that we've talked about a lot on this podcast versus your own club, Harry, Everton versus Arsenal.
2: Yeah, I, I, I hate Everton away. Um, <laughs> I, 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 there's no, for some reason, it, it feels a lot like no matter what's happening, regardless of how good or how bad, the teams are. Arsenal have this terrible record at Goodison Park in the last few years and I'm yeah, I I think we should win, but it it does slightly scare me. You know, I'm not superstitious but I keep having these kind of superstitious, intrusive thoughts that are trying to scare me. You know, the stuff like, we played Everton after beating Man United in the last minute in the game after the international break last season and we lost. Obviously, not related. But it's a not. It's you know. There's 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 similarities in scheduling, which I mean, you can't you can't predict a game on scheduling similarities. But um, it's just it's it's those sorts of things. It makes me more nervous because I I just I hate Everton away. But we should win. We should win.
0: I'm gonna go for a draw. Boo. Really, because I want to see Everton score at Goodison Park. I think that. Yeah, ground's been deprived of goals this season.
2: Oh well, I, 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 mean, actually, Arsenal's defensive record away from home is better than anyone else. So um, this isn't you know when we're not at the Emirates, we're actually very good defensively. Although with the exception of Goodison Park, uh, so uh, I'm 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 hoping that you know this time we do actually not lose our shit at Goodison Park and actually do. Our, our job's properly
0: there. If Arsenal do it, I want it to make it so like there's people leaving at half-time. And it's just oh, good. yeah. It's just good cinema.
2: I want to hear the booing <laughs> on TV.
0: We all know how the, oh, the booing to... makes you feel. Do
2: you remember when they played Brighton at home last season? And I think Brighton went 4-0 up. And it was like <laughs> the whole stadium stood up on their feet at once. You know, in, <laughs> it was like in sy- synchronisation. And all booed at the same time, simultaneously. It was fantastic. It was some of the best audio I've ever heard in a, TV, in, a in a football match on TV. It was. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was. It was. That was cinema. You know, that was as close as as a televised football match has got to cinema. I think at booing. Wow, <laughs> makes your hair <laughs> stand on end. But yeah, I'd I'd like that to happen. But I, I I doubt it. I think if Arsenal win, it'll be maybe one or two nil. I think also last season we didn't have Gabriel Jesus, and this season we do, and that will help with the uh, with physicality that Everton will try to play with. Gabriel Jesus will give us, I think, more of an outlet than than Eddie Nketiah. As good as Eddie Nketiah has been, Jesus, I think, will help us a lot with build up. So I think we'll be fine. So now we're gonna move on from uh, the football. After uh, we've previewed all the games now, so we don't have much to say about the internationals. So we're gonna we're gonna play a game. I have a list of quotes with me, and you have to guess who said them: Joey Barton or Elon Musk.
0: <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. So, are you ready to start? Um, how many are there? I'll keep a count. I will get one
2: point. Okay. Um, should we go? So, should we go? Let's say ten. I'll try, oh, I'll try okay. and do five of each. Alright, okay. okay. Hey, so, first one. I will gladly go to jail in the name of free speech. I have no problem with what I said. Make me a martyr. <laughs> Joey Barton, Elon Musk.
0: Oh god, um... It has, it has to be... It has to be Joey Barton. Yeah, you know what it was, it was Joey Barton. <laughs> I can't imagine um, Elon Musk saying that in that tone
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay so, uh, next one when I was a little kid I was really scared of the dark
0: oh god I don't know I've, I've actually met Joey Barton before but that's a different story okay. um, did he look he looked like he was scared of the dark so I'm going to know Joey Barton again
2: that was Elon Musk oh Right, okay. Next one. Might go to the nearest pet shop and purchase twenty tarantulas, twenty snakes, and as many rats as I can get my hand on. Pop them through the letterbox. Then we'll see who the clever one is. Be warned, squatters! Your time is up. <laughs> That's got to be Elon Musk. No, that was Joey Barton.
0: What? In what context? The that Have.
2: <laughs> well, what context? Yeah. It was. It was um about. Ten years ago, um, his house was having building work done to it, and some squatters broke into it. <laughs> and um, he had a, a massive Twitter rant about it. Right, hey. oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Not doing well. Sitting, eating sushi in the city, incredibly chewed, chilled out, reading Nietzsche.
0: Reading what?
2: Nietzsche, the the philosopher.
0: Oh, <sighs> I can't imagine. I'm going to go go with Joey Barton. Yeah, that was Joey Barton. All right, good, Um, because I wanted to say Elon Musk, but I thought if that's just, like, put it in there,
2: Joey Barton said it. Hmm. Next one. Never. I don't ever give up. I'd have to be dead or completely incapacitated. For my part, I will never give up, and I mean never.
0: That has to be Joey Barton, surely. That was Elon Musk. What? Why was he he going on in a rant about that? I, I, I don't know, God. but he was. So I've got two
2: um, out of five. God, yeah, this is harder than I thought. Um, if you're over the age of 14 and are male and listen to Justin Bieber, then you, my friend, are on a slippery slope.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Who the hell says that? I can't. All right, I want to... My head says Elon Musk. My heart says Joey Barton. I just can't imagine Joey Barton speaking.
1: Was it Elon Musk?
0: That oh, was Joey Barton. Oh fuck. Oh dear. It's all gone. It's all gone to shit. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't think it'd be this hard. Yeah, it is. It actually is hard. God. Right. I'm gonna need some points
2: now. How many have I done? Is that is that the sixth one?
0: Yeah, that was six.
2: Hmm. I admit to judging books by their cover.
1: Elon Musk.
2: Yeah, yeah. That was an easier one. Uh, my reputation will always precede me to the day I die. For some people, that probably can't be quickly enough. Oh.
0: I think Joey Barton loves himself too much. Is that, is that Elon Musk?
2: No, that was Joey Barton. Aww. Rockets are cool. There's no getting around that.
0: That's gotta be surely. Yeah, of course it
2: is.
0: Good. If that was Joey Barton, then hold the pot. I will
2: probably I will probably have to sue. I don't really need the money or the hassle. So I offer this as an olive branch.
0: Joey Barton? Yeah, yeah, got that
2: one.
0: Right. I called it about crying the death. I think we got yeah. five out of ten. Pretty average. I did
2: there were some there were some good quotes in here though. There's some I didn't use. There was a good one about Luis Suarez when he when he bit um when Go on, he bit what is it? people are going on like he's actually eaten someone. Nobody has died. Worse things happen in nurseries every day of the week. Move on for fuck's sake
0: <laughs> it, he certainly is uh a confusing man
2: He's an interesting character
0: i i I used to work at my local football club and they played him Fleetwood under 21s, and I was stood next to him for one half. He was just stood there because he was a manager of Fleetwood. He didn't say a word, just kept his hood up. I think people were coming yeah. past recognizing him. I, d- I didn't want a picture of him, feel really because I don't like the man. But yeah, I, he's he's pretty tall, you know. You wouldn't think it, really? but he's quite, he's quite tall. He's got the face of
2: a short person, but.
0: Yeah, he's quite tall. Well, he was. Huh. Well, he looks quite tall,
2: anyway. What's well, so, the so next one? How, yeah. how tall is Joey Barton? The thing I always think of when I think of Joey Barton was when he did that press conference when he was at Marseille.
0: He spoke in French.
2: All of a sudden, he had a Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> he spoke English in a French Jackson.
0: Yeah, he's about six foot. He's oh, he's about yeah, he's about six foot. Wow. six foot one. Where is he? Yeah, he's about six foot.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I never know. knew. I never realized he had such a big issue with Justin Bieber. He, there were, he, he said other things about him as well. What else did he say about him? He said, "He said he looks like a shaved little bird with earrings." This is a truly fucked up world if he's cool.
0: Joey Barton's, Joey Barton's brother also played. I mean, a cousin also played for that my local football team at the time.
1: Really? Wow. Yeah, but yeah, I think. Wait, who was... is that? He's violent.
0: Joey Barton. He was um. He got stuck in. He wasn't that violent. Oh, Mark, Joey Barton's brother. Back. Joey Barton's brother's got arrested. Can he go to oh, prison? he went to prison for seventeen years for a racist murder. Yeah.
1: Well, that's well, that's,
0: that's, that's taken a turn for the that's world. That's dark. That's that's
2: dark. Yeah. Wow. The, the BTG pod does not condone racist murder.
0: Yeah. Let's let's put it out there while we whilst we can.
2: Yeah, just mm-hmm. got we've got to be clear about that. The it's, dark the the Yeah,
0: I never knew that. Wow. Yeah, he, he, he's, I think he's Scouse as well. Isn't he, Joe Possibly.
2: Well, he's scouse when he doesn't want to be French. Well, yeah, he he does like to be French when he's in France, apparently. Although <clears throat> not not really French. He likes to be a French person speaking to English people in mm. English. He doesn't. He didn't bother to learn French. He just spoke English in a French accent. It's one of the weirdest press conferences I've ever heard. Yeah, he is. He grew, he grew a little, I remember he had a little moustache as well when he did it. It's like.
0: Yeah, that's like. Famous spat with um, Inge. Yeah. Uh, Aguero,
2: uh, he had a spat with everyone.
0: Yeah. As as a President did have ever spat with me whilst I was there.
2: Uh... Yeah, I mean, it's impressive, really. He's had spats with Alan Shearer, Gary Lineker, everyone under the sun has had an argument with Joey Parton at one point or another.
0: He's a professional bastard.
2: I didn't. Re- I'd, I'd forgotten actually that he'd been on Question Time. <laughs> what? And he and he'd made a misogynistic analogy. Right. Yeah. He got. He he got into trouble for that. He's very. Uh, he's. Uh. Yeah. He's had some interesting controversies.
0: He sure is an interesting fellow. That is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm. I'm still shocked about what I've just found out about his brother. I never knew that.
2: Yeah, I. I knew he'd been. I knew his brother had gone to prison. I didn't know what for though. No, so. He only yeah. got. Se-
0: he only got seventeen years. though, he was released last year.
2: Uh oh. Mm.
0: Anyway, we'll we'll save Good that.
2: Morning. A good warning for our listeners to so just be on the lookout. Yeah. yeah, just in case.
0: Yeah. Anyway, let's bring the mood up. This after <laughs> yes. that, what's what's yeah. your favorite moment of your week, Harry? How was your week been?
2: Oh yeah, my week. Shit, I didn't think about this. What is was <laughs> <what's>, um? <laughs> what what was yours?
0: Um, not watching United. Pretty good.
2: I. Uh, I felt... that's been... Um, there's it, be much of a, you know, t- chance to breathe of all of the various yeah. controversies during the week. Yeah, there's never
0: um, a chance. Let me try and think of a good moment. It's been a pretty um, silent week on my social life front. But um, yeah. I went to Hebden Bridge last week for a day. It was okay. That's cool. Um... I think my favourite moment of this current week as we're talking will probably be Sunday when
1: I'm,
0: I am move back to uni. So we've probably got... Ah,
1: the future s-
0: moment of the week. Yeah, future moment of the week. So the people who are listening, if you hear this on time, you've got high expectations for when we get Leachan.
2: back. Leachan is about to have an amazing week. Yeah. 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 Where yeah. is Hebden? Is it in Hebden? Um, it's... Have- w- it's
0: a small town in Yorkshire, as ah. there's many. But it's um, yeah, it's the lesbian capital of the UK.
2: That's fascinating. I didn't know that. More
0: well, lesbians per square foot in Hebden Bridge than there is anywhere. Hebden?
2: Hepton... Oh, okay. I thought Hebden Bridge was a bridge. It's actually, yeah. yeah, it's
0: a place. Yeah.
2: You would. It'd be pretty easy if you put like six lesbians on a bridge. It would all of a sudden have like the highest <laughs> lesbian per square. A square meter population, but um, yeah, um, it's not as a town, that's pretty cool,
0: yeah. That part of England is very popular with like poets and artists as well, so it's
2: poets, artists, and lesbians,
0: yeah. Poets, artists, what and have lesbians, I have in Hebden Bridge. Mm. everything that everything that Leeds has, it has,
2: yeah. It's a that sounds like a hot pot of. Intellectual brilliance and oh, poetry, it, literature.
0: Oh, it's artists, lesbian it's
2: poetry. Lesbian <laughs> literature.
0: Oh god. Yeah, I'll have I don't know that someday. Personally I'm not a lesbian. Really? Yeah. Surprisingly. Okay. But it, it was it was quite cool. The people were very friendly there. I had some nice ice cream.
2: I like ice cream.
0: I also bought um, an indestructible dog toy. You have a dog? No, I, I, I bought it for my girlfriend's dog, because of the fact I just wanted to see if he could destroy it, and surprisingly, he hasn't.
2: Okay, well you need to give him some time. Might yeah. to work on he's, it. he's
0: working his way around it. I
2: think he's, yeah, I think he's fallen out with
0: it a bit because he can't break it.
2: You say your dog fe- or your girlfriend's dog fell out with the toy?
0: Yeah, because he couldn't Doesn't break like it. it. He can't Girl. break it, and he's broken every other toy
2: that he's ever had. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, he wouldn't. Know. That's he'll. He'll just. He's very not patient enough. Then he needs to learn the <laughs> virtue of patience and he persistence. Does. I'll let him know next time I see him. You. You need to give him a a good, you know, motivational talk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best. Yeah.
2: Good. Good.
0: How's your week been? What have you been up to?
2: It's been. It's been. It's been good. I'm. I'm currently in a place called Santander, which I had always assumed was just a bank but it's actually a city um in spain which i assume the bank is named after so you i mean the probably the reason why i didn't know about santander is because they didn't have a high profile football team that i was aware of so Mm. I, i i was unaware that santander was more than just a bank it is it is more than just a bank few banks are more than just a bank but santander is because it's actually a place and um it's a very nice place. It's it's very nice by the sea. It's sunny. It's like you know Spanish because it's in Spain, um, and the food in Spain is nice. <laughs> Spanish because it's in Spain. Yeah, um, um, I've
0: al- I've always wanted to go to northern Spain. I've not got the chance to yet, but I've always wanted to go to that part of the world.
2: Yeah, they've got nice beer here, as well as among other things, got nice food,
0: nice I' beer, I, uh, one nice house. Stuff. One on my list is to go to watch an Athletic Bilbao game because I find their setup very, very fascinating.
2: Yeah, I was in Bilbao until yesterday. Oh, right. That was nice. Um, I saw their stadium from the outside. Quite big, isn't, so, isn't it? It is quite big. It's very big, actually. It's it. <clears throat> I think it's about sixty thousand seater or something. Wow. Um, me... it certainly looks big from the outside.
1: Studios and... on memes. your on memes it's called memes
0: Fifty three thousand two hundred eighty nine. Okay. so yeah, yeah very big a... but the fact they only use players from their area I find it fascinating
2: I find it very fascinating how they, they yeah they only use players from the Basque region yeah. and they are they are uh, you know one of the mo- more successful sites in Spain historically still in the top division they won the league
0: in the there. 80s yeah and I remember cool, actually I remember the Marcelo Bielsa side that knocked United out of the competition that won't be named and they they uh, got to the final of that competition and lost to Atletico Madrid, who had Radamel Falcao at the time, was an absolute world beater.
2: Was that when they got to the final and beat Fulham? That no, that was, a, that was a few seasons before. Oh, that, was, that was Atletico Madrid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I am. I am. I am confusing eras and names.
0: It's only a few years but, apart. Yeah, and athletic yeah. tend to win a lot but, of them.
2: But yeah, Athletic I've, I've let Bilbao. They. They are. I mean, it's pretty cool to have a policy like that in the modern era, and, mm. and be as successful as they are. So that, that's cool. As uh, I, I have a, I have, a, I have moments. I have, I have a few moments, and that, that the things I've said, I'll, I'll go with even if it doesn't make sense. I'll go with what I've said. It works. Yeah. It works.
0: Have you got anything else
2: to say? Got any advice? Advice. Yeah. Life advice. Never put a trampoline on a balcony.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't do that. Is that something you've experienced in Santander? Or...
2: I saw a balcony and I thought, wouldn't want to jump on a trampoline on that balcony. Yeah, a
0: good rule of thumb. Don't put a trampoline on a balcony.
2: I was just thinking, you know, you bounce a bit too high, you've got a long fall. A short way up, but a long way down. Yeah, it's uh, well, you never know how high up you may go. But the higher you go, the longer you've got on the way down. Exactly. And uh, the harder the impact. And you don't want a harder impact. <laughs> yeah, let's try and keep the impacts not hard. I have a personal policy of always trying to Keep any impact as not hard as possible. Softer, soft as possible. Yeah. If you can limit the hardness of an impact, you'll be okay. The hurry the way. Most of the time. The of the time it's like you know, 99.9% of the time. Can't say 100%. That, that's, yeah, but 99.9%. You know, avoid a hard impact. You're safe. Brilliant. Right, that's all for this week, I think. We'll have more to talk about next week. More more real football. Football back. And um the
0: so hopefully maybe in two ish three weeks time we'll have a podcast record where we're both in the same room. That'll be exciting. I can't wait for that. Right. And maybe maybe some more people
2: can jump on the podcast soon. Who knows? Maybe we could have guests. Guests yeah. mentioned by name, usually in reference to Twitter. Yeah. Uh, slash x whatever whatever we call it now but many um,
0: people we want to come on the
2: podcast we, we, yeah we might have to convince mike to betray his his former podcast friends but um we can do that easily mike's very easy to manipulate so we can do that
0: um <laughs> i'm not sure i was gonna feel about listening to that but yeah <laughs> it's fine
2: we, I, I, we'll, i've been-
0: of recording a podcast after one of our old bar sessions.
2: Oh, yeah. That would be good. Like a, a post-pub quiz. Yeah. We, we,
0: yeah. Just, we just slug off whoever's done the quiz that week.
2: Yeah. They're unlikely to be listening. You never know. You never know. Yeah. Once they catch wind of it. Never say never.
0: Yeah. But anyway, thank you for listening this week, and we'll be back next week with more football analysis and more opinions that probably didn't know that you needed so yeah bye everyone bye
2: bye have a good week